Hello and welcome back once again, everybody, to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos, the soccer Houston podcast where I'm just going to go through a bunch of uh, soccer news and just give you some uh, random, um, I guess, ideas, not ideas, I guess some uh, personal opinions about some things and then we'll talk about a couple different things uh, that is going on in the world of soccer, uh, you know, worldwide basically, of course. And then also we'll we'll have a section where we're going to talk about what's going on here in our country in the U.S. And then we'll also go ahead and break it down and get a little bit closer to home and we'll talk about what's going on here in Houston. Um, So, you know, we'll go from the big news to the little news here at home. And um, and yeah, basically that's how we're going to break our basically our podcast down. Um, Before we begin with all the news that I have ready for you today. For this week, um, I'm going to, let me just go ahead and give you my social media so you can follow me, you can uh, hit me up there. Um, yeah, just in case you have any questions, if you want to participate, if you want to join in an uh, interview on a Zoom call um, and stuff like that. Um, so you can hit me up on Instagram at Cristian Putelias, C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z. Uh, on Twitter under Chris Putelias, which is only the first four letter C R I S, and then you can also look uh, look up the show on um, an Instagram uh, hashtag hashtag not no, hashtag. Well, you can also look up for the hashtag, but as as add cuatro cuatro dos Q U A T T R O, same thing Q Q U A T T R O D O S. And also, don't forget to check out our YouTube uh, channel as well, under, of course, Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Um, that's where I'm going to be posting uh, all my interviews that I'm doing uh, this week, actually. Um, this Yeah, this week, this past week, uh, I had two uh, great interviews. Um, I was able to, uh, I, was, I had the honor, to be honest, with to talk to two guys, um, very cool dudes. Uh, one of them was Paul. Uh, Paul LePage, LePage, I don't know how to pronounce it, I told him I was terrible with names, so forgive me Paul, but we'll keep it at Paul. So Paul, uh, British guy, you know, if you if you didn't notice by his accent, by watching the interview, or listening to it, um, uh, British guy, he's a diehard uh, Wolves, Wolverhampton Wonders uh, Wolves fan, that's a long ass name, uh, but yeah, he's a Wolves fan, and um, you know, we we had a little nice uh, chat about you know the the history of the wolves and you know you know his his experience uh, coming here to America, starting a supporter group here in Houston and all that. And then also, I had the opportunity to talk to uh, Juan uh, Juan Ramon Uriarte, uh, which I, the whole time I was tempt, I was tempted to call him Juan Roman, you know, in honor of the great Juan Roman Riquelme. Um, but yeah, we actually, uh, had a whole, uh, chat for like 45 minutes on the video where we talked about La Liga, we talked about Real Madrid, we talked about some of his stories and how he came about into, uh, introducing Houston to basically to the Peña Madrilista, which is like a, a Real Madrid supporters group. Uh, so check those out on the YouTube page as well. And also you can check out the podcast, of course, um, under the Dynamo Theory uh, podcast network and you can also go to dynamotheory.com to check out some content there about some houston uh houston dynamo houston dash news 
Um, other than that, I have nothing. Well, no, I have some things. But, you know, that's basically what was going on uh, last week. This week, I actually have some uh, some other interviews lined up. Hopefully, they go well. Um, just know that, you know, if it goes through, it's going to be uh, <clears throat> another guy from, uh, <clears throat> geez, uh, another supporter group here in Houston. Uh, so I'm going to concentrate bringing the Houston culture of soccer to the world. Um, but yeah, another supporter group here in Houston that actually is, is from another La Liga team. So uh, hopefully we get to talk to him, see his per- perspective from his uh, team um, and, you know, see how it goes. But um, yeah, let me just uh, go ahead. And so, like I said, all that is going on, um, you know, also talk uh, to another gentleman. <clears throat> I'm not going to say his name yet. Um I don't like to, you know, say names until it actually happens. But he knows who he is. Hopefully he'll listen. But uh, we'll, we're going to have a whole conversation about the USL, which is uh, the U.S. basically second division of soccer. Um, you know, just to check that in, check in into that culture a little bit. See what, you know, the lower divisions of the U.S. Um, are doing and how they move around in this world, basically. Uh, so, you know, hopefully soon we'll have that chat. We'll probably have that closer to when the USL comes back. And actually, let me go ahead and give you some start dates um, for the new, not the new, but for the leagues that are coming back this month in June. And uh, the USL actually is coming in July. Um, so basically June, uh, we have basically the three biggest leagues in the world. Uh, La Liga is coming back on June 11th. So if you listen to this on Monday... Um, is coming back on Thursday, and um, then we have the Premier League coming in uh, the weekend after that, or the week after that, the 17th, um, that's when the Premier League com- comes back, and then that same weekend, we have uh, Serie A come back uh, on the 20th, um, and then towards the end of the month, <clears throat> we have the uh, the Women's League, the National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL. Coming in the 27 for that Utah um, tournament that that they have going on, and then like I said in July we have the on July 11th we have the USL coming in <clears throat> as well. Um, also, when we get closer to it towards the end of the month, we have uh, well actually no later on, I guess next weekend coming up or this weekend coming up the 13th of June we have Copa Italia or the semis for that, and then the 17th is the final for that and then also we have the quarter uh quarterfinals for the fa cup towards the end of the month but like i said once we get to there we'll talk about those and then let's see what else we got so basically those are all the start dates make sure you kind of keep up also i'm going to be posting stuff on on the social media so just keep up with that um and then you'll you know you'll see them there uh, but let's go ahead and just get on with the topics. Let's try to, you know, I always say the same thing. We'll keep it short, but I actually don't. You know, this this episodes usually go 30 to 45 minutes. I don't have start time. I don't have a, a quitting time. So, you know, thank you for bearing with me and listening. Um, but, yeah, so let's go ahead. Like I said, let's talk some world news. Um, so, funny enough, when I was talking to uh, Juan, uh, the Real Madrid uh founder of La Peña, or the supporter group here in Houston, um, we were talking about how, you know, if you guys listen to the show, last week I was talking about how Lautaro Martinez, the Argentinian that plays in Inter, um, 
was going to be, or you know, it was a kind of negotiations with uh, Barcelona for 111 million euros um, to, you know, make that transfer, you know, a thing. And then later on in the week, uh, there were some little rumors that Real Madrid was actually, you know, putting their name on that in that hat, you know, to to see if they could uh, bring Lautaro, you know, into the Galacticos. Um, but you know, like I said, we're talking to Juan, and I was like, "Hey, so you know, I actually asked him about that. I was like, how would you, how do you see this rumor? And you know, have you heard about it? And you know, funny enough, he was like, "Yeah, man. Like he was like, you know, Real Madrid is known for so many rumors." And, like, you know, we're always attached to, like, so many different names that he's, like, until I don't see, a, you know, an official, uh, like, newsletter from Real Madrid, he's, like, I won't believe it. And so it's pretty funny because, you know, in the world that we live in, you know, basically everybody's, like, getting sold everywhere. Um, so, you know, one day this guy's going to here, one day this guy's going there, which is also, like, the going into my new, uh, into the next story. Which is uh, Timo Timo Werner, the um, German national uh, that plays for RB Leipzig um, in Germany, um, is actually getting sold. At, well, got sold, I guess, or Chelsea bought the the full contract uh, for sixty two million. I'm guessing they go by euros over there. Well, of course, right? It's Europe, but sixty two million euros. They bought. I guess he was on loan or something like that. Um, and they bought out the contract. So, you know, Chelsea um, is having Timo Werner coming in for this new season. You know, as as we obviously get done with this pandemic soccer. And then we get in, we get on into the new season in August, September. Um, Chelsea is going to be, you know, they're going to have the services of a new striker in their team. And funny enough, I was saying, um, because Timo Werner was like very, very connected to uh, Liverpool. And there was a lot of talks of him going to Liverpool and how he wanted to actually play to Liverpool. Like, he would say it out loud, you know, not my dream, but, you know, that he wanted, you know, one of his goals was to play for Liverpool. And it's funny enough because, you know, now he's not going to Liverpool, but he's going in same league, same country, but he's going to one of the the bigger rivals too, you know, Chelsea, one of the bigger teams over there. <clears throat> so it's pretty interesting, like I said before, uh, to see how many, you know, all the names being thrown around here and there. Uh, you know, names of teams, names of players, you know, this guy's going here, this guy's going there. But basically, like Quan said, until you don't see, a, you know, a, an official newsletter, basically, from the team, it's, it's not an actual thing. But, you know, good luck to, I guess, to Chelsea and Timo Werner. Um, <clears throat> he's been having, he's been having kind of like a good, I guess I'm calling it uh, pandemic soccer. So I guess we can hashtag it pandemic soccer. Um, he's having a, a, an okay pandemic soccer season, I guess. Uh, and there's four or five games that, you know, RB uh, Leipzig has had. He has uh, four goals, I believe. And in, in one of those games, he had a hat trick. So, you know, he's not doing too bad for himself. So I'm guessing Chelsea, you know, wants to continue that. Uh, hopefully, whenever he goes on to enter Chelsea, he can continue that scoring, you know, ways, I guess, for him. Um, another thing that I want to talk about or another news that came out was that Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, we obviously know as one of the best players, biggest stars, uh, biggest household names out there. You know, he has won basically almost everything, but a World Cup basically. 
And, uh, you know, he has proven himself in the Premier League and La Liga and said, yeah, you know, it's one of the greats. Um, you know, we got to, you know, give, uh, uh, what's it, what it called? Give credit with credit is, give credit where credit is due. Um, and Cristiano Ronaldo has he has ceased to become, or it seems that he has become, there you go, my ESL is coming out. ESL, is, uh, for you guys that don't know, is it's uh, English as a second language. So basically, let me give you a backstory. So I came to the U.S. when I was eight. Um, so basically, I didn't know any English, so they put you in classes to learn English, and they call you an ESL student because obviously English is your second language. So every time I mess up, I'm gonna blame my ESL. Um, but basically, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo seems to. There we go again. Has become the first official soccer billionaire player. Um. Which is crazy. I mean, it's crazy because it's a giant number. But, it, you know, once you see the work ethic of the guy and, you know, all the deals that he has. You know, he has his own uh, underwear company. You know, his Nike deal. And, you know, everything that he represents as a person, as a brand. I mean, he is freaking... I mean, how many jerseys has he sold with uh, Real Madrid? How many uh, jerseys has he sold with Manchester United? You know, nowadays you see a bunch of kids wearing Juventus uh, jerseys here and there. So, obviously, he is a name that sells. So, it's not surprising that he has become a billionaire. But then, at the same time, it's very surprising that he has become a billionaire. Because, let me just tell you, I can count, but I don't think I can count to a billion. And that's a giant number. I don't know. I'm just like, I really don't know what to say. It's just so much money. Like, my brain, my little brain doesn't even... I don't know. Today I sent my brother fifteen dollars from my account to his to to buy me a a microphone, and Jesus Christ, that hurt my soul. And it was fifteen dollars. So I I imagine all all the things that I would do with a billion dollars. But basically, those are all the, I mean, not all the world news, but you know, three of the top world news that I saw about soccer that you know got my attention in a way. Um, coming little bit closer to home in the U.S. Um, we had a couple things happen. Well, not a couple things. Basically, the whole country is upside down. But in the midst of all that, uh, I got a couple things that happened. So basically, uh, let me start very positive and then end up very negative. <laughs> and then hopefully we can bring it back to the positive side. But basically, the positive side was that the Dash, the Houston Dash, the legendary Houston Dash, has released a new jersey. So out there, if you're listening, if you're a Houstonian, um, let me just tell you that the, the Dash new jersey is literally a work of art. Um, it pays tribute to the Astrodome and, and, <clears throat> and that Oilers era with the colors. And, you know, it also keeps it very Houstonian, uh, very Houston. Um, and it's pretty badass, you know, I'm, I'm over here, you know, saving up my pennies and dimes to, uh, to get the jersey and it's a Nike jersey. So it's, you know, Nike's coming out with really good stuff. They usually do, you know, come up with really good stuff, you know, uh, this year, you know, Adidas has a whole MLS contract and not a lot of people were happy with those MLS jer- jerseys, but to be honest, I haven't met anybody just yet that hasn't liked this Dash jersey. Even my wife liked it. And, you know, she's not a soccer person. 
So when I showed her the jersey, she was like, oh, that's pretty dope. I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, when I get money or a little bit of money, I'm buying one for everybody in the family. And, you know, she, she told me not to spend so much money, but, you know, she liked it. So I guess we'll, we'll come into an agreement there. Some We'll meet somewhere in the middle. Uh, you know, that's how relationships keep, you know, they, they keep going. You have to meet each other in the middle. So hopefully she'll let me buy myself a jersey. I mean, she'll let me. You know, I'm talking about it like she's my boss. But let's be honest, guys. You know, who runs the household? All right, let's just keep going so I don't get in, in, into more trouble. Um, Kevin Durant owns 5% of Philadelphia Union. So we have another basketball player that is investing in the MLS. Um, it's pretty cool. It's interesting because it's becoming like a trend. Well, not really. It's only two people. But, you know, we have... Uh, we have our own, like by we, I mean the Houston Dynamo. We have uh, James Harden as an owner. I guess it helps because he's also playing in Houston. He's not a Houstonian per se. But, you know, it's pretty cool to see a bunch of people like that are not from Houston kind of embrace Houston. It's so cool. Um, but, yeah, Kevin Durant, uh, he actually had, he always, um, not always, but he had been trying to buy um, some, uh, I guess, stock or whatever. Um, I think DC United was his first choice. I want to say either DC United or New England Revolution. But DC United seems more correct as I say it out loud. But I guess I don't know what happened. And, you know, according to the news or whatever that I read, it had been a while f of him trying. And, uh, and unfortunately, I guess for one or another reason, he wasn't able to do it. Uh, but now he has become a minority owner. Um, at Philadelphia Union, so I think he owns like a five percent of, I guess, the team or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Hopefully, we'll see more people invest into like. I think Steve Nash owns something. I don't know. I'm not gonna put you know my stamp on it, but I want to say Steve Nash is also part owner of something. But it's pretty cool when you see non, you know. In, in quotation marks or whatever, uh, non-soccer people invest in soccer. You know, maybe it's because it's a lucrative, um, I don't know, I guess business. But I think at the end of the day, we all benefit from it. You know, you know, by we now, I mean soccer fans. I think we, we might benefit from it. You know, I guess it kind of keeps, it gives you an assurance of how the league might keep going for a little bit longer you know and how we can stay around and how the league is growing and how much people are paying attention outside of soccer you know um so yeah and then going very negative into the news um which also was one of the biggest news uh was the release of alexander katai from the la galaxy um very unfortunate to i mean to say the least because uh you know, it wasn't even him who posted, you know, some very off, can I say off, no, I was going to say off-collar comments, but it sounds really dumb when you say it like that, um, but basically, she was being like, uh, let's just put it blank, you know, as it, you know, bluntly as it is, she was being racist, uh, in a way, you know, um, I think she posted like two pictures, one of them was making fun of looters, um, and also making fun of the Black Lives Matter movement, and then on the other one, she was like basically saying, you know, kill. Well, to with the translation of what I read was kill the shits, 
and it was talking about the pro the, prote- the protesters protesters jesus my esl is really kicking in right now hey, it's late at night so this is where my sleeping ass my esl kind of collide in a little bit but yeah but basically um there was a whole drama um a lot of people were actually going out to uh la not to la but to the stadium and uh there was there was i posted a picture on the cuatro cuatro dos instagram um how they were going out with flags saying you know we don't want any races in our club um, and then after actually uh, Katai and uh, DLA Galaxy had a meeting and somehow they, you know, he got released. Uh, which is, like I said in the beginning, it's very unfortunate because whenever um, Katai came with DLA Galaxy to play the home opener here in Houston, I was actually, he was actually one of, you know, if you guys kind of keep up with what I'm doing here. Um, after every Dynamo game, I do like a breakdown of the game and, you know, I give my best players and, you know, I do the ratings of players. And then also I talk about the other team and I talk about who I liked in the other team and who to keep an eye out. And, uh, Katai was the player that I had picked to keep an eye out because he had, you know, he had played such a good game and he looked like such a strong player that, you know, he was on my list of players to look for, you know, in the future and it just kind of sucks that you know now he's in he's in the air because we don't know if he's gonna you know another MLS team is gonna pick him up and the repercussions of of another team picking him up you know because uh, you know the topic of that we're dealing now in our country is so like very very touchy and very like um, I don't know I want to say controversial but controversial is not the right word. It's, and, you know, it's so strong and, you know, so many people are, I guess, moving, you know, for the movement, um, which is amazing. Uh, but but when you have, obviously, somebody kind of antagonizing this, you know, and, and it's not the person, but it's somebody related to them. And it is his wife. Um, it just kind of, it's kind of suck. It's a weird situation because, you know, you kind of want to support the guy because he had nothing to do with it you know but then at the same time it's like you know it is your family it's your wife so like you're kind of like in the air because you don't know what to do you know mixed emotions you you know you have you know opinions from one side opinions from the other so you know it is what it is but you know that you know i'm just here to bring the news and it, it is what it is i guess you can come up with your own conclusions uh but katai was released um it sucks like i said because he was a good player but you know, I guess you rather have a person that has a good character and can play okay than a great player with a terrible character, I guess. Um, so you know, I guess good job on LA for that one in a sense. Um, then going back a little bit closer to home, um, the MLS also has uh, allowed full training to happen, and by full training, it means like everybody gets to train together. Um, since the beginning of the COVID stuff, everything had stopped, and then they started doing like small group uh, activities in a way, or well, activities like they were in a summer camp or something. Um, but um, small group um, practices, like you know, two three people at a time, uh, obviously with distancing and all that stuff. And then they kind of made it into like bigger groups, and now um, they had said it's okay to go full training, obviously with measures and and all, a bunch of stuff that they're implementing um you know to just to make sure the guys are safe and everybody's safe around them 
um, which is pretty cool, you know, make sure, even though, you know, stuff is going on, they're, they're able to do what they love to do, and, and, you know, we are able to, I guess, keep up with them, and, and have a glimpse of hope of, for the MLS to come back, um, sometime soon, and talking about the MLS coming back, beginning of the week also there was a whole bunch of back and forth between the player association and the mls there were some kind of threats being made by the mls um were kind of shitty to be honest um you know saying hey y'all gotta sign this or no we're gonna lock out whatever which it's like come on dude don't be stupid like you know the players are you know they're they're people too you know i i understand there's a business to run but you know Let's let's be reasonable here. You know, people have families. People have to do things. It's their careers, you know, stuff like that. So, obviously, everybody wants to be safe. But, luckily for us, um, they did come into an arrangement. Um, it was, uh, I think, the the Athletic was the first ones to break the news. Um, but, obviously, we still don't know the details. We're hoping this freaking league starts sooner than later because we are going crazy without soccer. Um, so, you know, we need some type of entertainment, you know, for us soccer fans here in, here in Houston, here in the U.S., um, you know, right now they're still kind of deciding, you know, what the hell's going to go on, how they're going to do it, where they're going to do it. I mean, they kind of know that it's going to be over there in, uh, Disney World, um, so, you know, they don't know how long it's going to be, if it's going to be like 10 weeks, 8 weeks, 6 weeks, 1 month, um, as of now, it looks like it's going to be like a 35, like a four-week to a six-week thing. And then also you got to figure out, you know, who's going to, you know, how how the winners are going to be uh, set up. If the, who's going to go to the CONCACAF uh, Champions League and all that. Um, to what I've heard and read, it seems like the winner of this uh, tournament thing that they're going to do is going to get a spot for the uh, Champions League, the CONCACAF Champions Leagues for 2021. Um, and also like a million dollar in prices or, or price or whatever. Uh, so a little incentive, you know, to go all out on, on this little thing. But also, you know, kind of kind of sketchy because um, you don't know what the hell is going on. So hopefully the MLS here in this week, uh, sooner than later, because all these leagues are coming back. And our, and our league is just kind of, you know, lacking, staying behind. But, you know, I guess we, we have to do things carefully to do them right. So but hopefully they get them. You know, sooner or later, because we need some stuff to talk about. So, but yeah. Uh, and then to bring it a little bit more closer to home, um, there was a whole bunch of stuff uh, about Ellis. Um, so, as we know, as a Houston Dynamo fan, uh, Ellis is probably one of our best players right now, if not the best player. Um, if you've seen him play, you know, he's fast, he's young, he's good on the touch. Uh, I don't think I don't have to describe who he is. To most of my listeners, but if you haven't, just go, you know, look them up. Um, and then, um, so there was some news that they were broke. Uh, they were broke. No. That uh, were broken by, is that, a, is that a way to say it? That basically Glenn Davis uh, over there at Soccer Matters was the first one to, to tell everybody. Um, I don't know what the phrase is. I guess he broke the news. Um, he broke the news that the MLS, or not the MLS, the Houston Dynamo had dropped, or not dropped. Jeez, I'm over here contradicting myself so much. Oh, correcting myself. There you go, I did it again. 
Uh, but yeah, they dropped a contract uh, to at least, or not dropped. Jesus Christ, I need to stop doing this. My bad, my bad. Let me let me run it back. The Houston Dynamo uh, presented a new contract to Elise, and it's probably and it's supposed to be one of the biggest contracts that they have presented to any player in the history of the Houston Dynamo. Uh, they were speculating that it was between a, a million and a half to two millions, which is a lot of money for Houston, because you know. I don't think I have to tell you too much about the pocketbook of our owners. Um, but basically, they happen to be a little bit uh, cheap on, on the cheap side. Um, so dropping a giant contract, or giant, $2 million, a giant contract on Ellie's seemed like a pretty big deal. But then also there was a bunch of, uh, so Ellie's does a lot of uh, interviews in Honduras or in the Honduran TV. Um, and, he, you know, he was talking about how, you know, Basically, he wants to go to Europe. He wants to go to Europe, but then also he doesn't want to go to a second division team. He wants to stay in the, you know, in the premier division, in the first division of whatever league he goes to. Which is understandable. The guy has the potential, um, in my opinion. Um, I think he would, you know, you know, fit and great in, you know, most teams. Probably 9 out of 10 teams would love to have somebody like Ellis. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see play out this little novella because at the end of the year, um, if the Houston, basically, if the Houston Dynamo don't sell him um, in this new window that's coming up, um, basically, he gets to go for free. And obviously, the Houston Dynamo doesn't want to let anybody go for free. They want to make some money out of something. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Ellis um, deals with this whole situation of, you know, wanting to move on. And, you know, which is understandable, like I said, and then, you know, having new contracts put on the table and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see also if we do let them go, who are we going to replace them with? Um, we have a few players uh, in the bench right now that could take up that spot. But, you know, you never know what, what's going to happen. And then to finish everything off for this episode, um, there's going to be more mini pitches. Um, pitches with the P, now with the B. Uh, so uh, the um, soccer, what is this? Um, so basically, the Houston Dynamo is trying to like get the community a little bit more involved into soccer, and then for them to to kind of you know put them the name out there of the Houston and the Dynamo and the Dash. And uh, with soccer, it starts at home. It's like a program for like people to be able to do at home with their kids and stuff like that. Um, and also with like, they kind of re reinvent not reinvented, but reorganized uh, their youth um, the way that they did their youth stuff. Um, but yeah, now we we're getting uh, another set of mini pitches. So we have one on east side of town. Um, and now it seems like we're getting one on South Park, um, which, to be honest, I don't even know what that is. Um, I should know, right, because I'm a Houstonian. But I want to say he's on the south side of town. But here, let's look it up. South Park, Houston, Texas. So, yeah, it's going to be on that yeah south side about six you know six ten about hobby area between let me see here 
Yeah, like between uh, University of Houston and like Hobby Airport type area on that 610. 610, that's not 610, that's 288, ain't it? Yeah, right there on Airport and what is this? Cullen Boulevard. Basically on the southeast, south side of Houston. But yeah, hey, uh, Houston Dynamo, if you're listening, we need some of those on the west side of Houston. You know, more like in the Katy area. If you're if you're listening, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at, and that's why we need some mini pitches. Um, and also, I have an idea. So, if anybody's listening, anybody want to put it together? How about we do some uh, some type of uh, Champions League? You know, we everybody holds a holds a tournament on each side of town, and then the champions of each uh, league they you know they they play each other. How about that? I think it's a good idea. Uh, but yeah, those are basically all the news that I have for this week. Uh, but let me tell you before we leave, uh, let me tell you some things that I'm watching and that I'm going to be watching in the future that are soccer related that you can also watch and entertain yourself. Um, so ba- I've been watching, uh, so Kunawero, the Manchester City striker, he has now become like a YouTuber, a YouTuber. And he's like reacting into like you know when during this quarantine he he had been playing like FIFA live and all that, and he would record himself, and then he was playing uh, Grand Theft Auto, also, and then now he's reacting to well if you like if you speak Spanish, it's gonna you know be better, and if you're Argentinian even better because he's reacting to some uh, Argentinian rap battles. Yeah, I know those exist, right? Um, so yeah, I, I actually like to watch those. I watch those, you know, in my free time, I guess. Um, rap battles, and so it's funny because you know he has no idea what a rap battle is, um, a freestyle battle, and it's hilarious. If you're Argentinian, it's like I said, it's better because of the of the you know Argentinian words that he uses and you know the the stuff that we say. But you know, if you speak Spanish, it's pretty funny too, I guess. Um, but yeah, if you if you're bored out of your mind, and you want to watch some dude you know talk shit, I guess for a little bit, you can go watch Kunawero as a YouTuber. Um, also, another thing that I started watching, I haven't finished it on YouTube. There's a documentary called Pelada, which is P E L A D A, and it's basically there's a white couple, I guess, um, that is a couple of young. Um, yeah, it's a young couple, straight out of college, I guess. And they were aspiring soccer players. Um, and obviously, they didn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, but now, basically, they're doing a documentary where they go uh, basically around the world. They travel around the world. And they, and they you know, look at the culture of uh, pickup games. You know, sh- street street soccer, basically. Uh, it, it seems pretty interesting. Like I said, I, I only get to watch, like, uh, the first 10 minutes of it on my lunch break. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty cool thing. I'm gonna finish it off. It looks like a cool, a cool little video documentary is done. I think with the help with Copa 90, which also they have really, really cool stuff. Um, they have like derby days and all a bunch of stuff like that. Um, pretty cool content on uh, YouTube, Copa 90, And then also there's this new series, or not a new series, but I found out today from a from a friend. There's a series on Amazon Prime called El Presidente, like Bonnie Garcia, basically. Uh, and it talks about, um, it's like a drama thing. It's about the president of the Chilean Soccer Fed Federation. And like it's like a little, uh, 
I guess drama uh, of how like how to run a uh, soccer federation, I guess. And it's cool because it talked about you know some uh, corruption stuff, uh, you know, in Comebol, which is like the South American Soccer Association, and you know have everything kind of gets done behind doors, you know, the monies, you know, under the tables and stuff like that. So I haven't started. I think it's like a ten-part series. Um, but it, it seems pretty cool, so I'm going to start watching it. And, you know, it's soccer-related, so it's pretty interesting to kind of get to know the culture of soccer. But, like, from the from the money side, no, sometimes we don't look at that, you know. But other than that, um, this is it. This is all I have for today. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully, you guys like it, share it, or whatever. Um, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. Check out those conversations. Uh, more coming up. Uh, this week, uh, hopefully, you know, I'll keep bringing them to you. Um, also, don't forget to check out the social media, Squadro Cuatro Dos, on everything. Um, and, yeah, hopefully you guys have a good week, and I'll see you guys next week. Y'all have a good week.